New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. This is the year of the turnaround. Amen. God is still turning around some things, still moving some things, still doing some things. So, and we are not giving up. Amen. We just thank God for all the good stuff he's doing. Amen. This morning, we got your Bibles. Turn with us to the book of Timothy, if you will. Timothy chapter, two, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. There's a lot of things going on in the world today. There's a lot of distractions out there. But even with all the distraction that is going on, one of the things you never want to do is become distracted away from God. You always want to keep God in your, in your, in your, in your thinking, keep God in your mind, keep God in the forefront in everything that you do. And because of the world in which we live, it is so easy to become distracted by the things of this world, the cares of this life. And when that happens, it can take you places that you don't want to go. It can take you away from God. Not only that, but also it can cause you to forget some things that you have learned about God, by the grace of God. This morning, I want to speak to you about um, remembering God gives us power. Remembering God gives us power. And that is so important to remember. Everything you do in life, you never want to forget God. There's a lot of things you forget, but you never want to forget God. And so when you go to the book of Timothy, Timothy chapter, chapter, um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, let me, chapter 1 and verse, uh, verse 5 through 7, let me get over that right quick. Timothy was a young, was a young Christian, young preacher, just like many of, many of us are. But what happened was, because of all the stuff that he was dealing with, had caused him basically to forget some things he had been taught. And what happens is, the enemy does not care how he steals the things that God has given you. He don't care how he steals it from you, but as long as he gets it from you. Because if you don't know it, and it's not available to you, you can't use it. And what happens is many times we get so caught up in what's going on, we forget about the things that God wants us to do. In the, book of, in the book, of some, book of Timothy here, it says in verse 5, he said, when I recall, when, he said, when I call to remembrance the unfringed faith that is in thee, that dwell first in thy grandmother Lois, in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother um, Eunice, that I am persuaded that it's in thee. Now, what happened was that Timothy was going through some trouble. Listen to me. When you're going through trouble, the enemy come to kill, steal, and to destroy. And he trying to take everything that's of value from you that can be of value to you. He tried to take that from you. And what happens is it caused a lot of people to forget what God has done. That's why so many people, God can do something great for you today. And it depends on how you attack tomorrow, you will forget what God done for you today. And so what happened was, not only began to deal with uh, what, what, what Paul was trying to, to help Timothy, but it's good, look at your neighbors, it's good. To have people in your life that can help you to refocus. Look at your neighbors, they refocus. And get you back on track when it comes to God. Because many times you forget. You forget about the things that God has done for you. And because of what had happened and because of all the stuff that was going on in Timothy's life, he had basically forgotten. Now, his, his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice was great examples. And that's why it's so important. It's good to have friends. It's good to have acquaintance. But there's nothing like being able to have a friend in Jesus. People that you know for a fact are not just talking to talk, but are walking to walk by the grace of God. These people in your life, you never want to forget them. 
You always want to remember, remember them. But what happens is we can get so caught up in what's going on around us to the point where we forget all about that. And what happened to Timothy, Timothy himself, by being young, all the problems, all the stuff that was going on, all the stuff that was thrown at him, not only he forgot what he had been taught, but he forgot the people that had influenced his life. Makes a big difference by the grace of God. Then it goes on down in verse, uh, in verse 6, it said, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stirred the gift of God. Now he is trying to get Timothy to think, to refocus, get him back on track so he can get back in line with God. This whole pandemic that we've been dealing with has gotten people off track, has gotten people out of, out of sync with God. And some of them are still struggling trying to get back to God. And, and you know anything about it? I'm not so sure some of them will be able to get back to God because of the simple fact that they've gotten allowed themselves to get so far out there. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying that it won't happen, but it could be a little bit more challenging to get, get you back on track by the grace of God. And see, God always wants you to remember him. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 2. It's good to remember stuff, but it's even greater to remember what God has done for you. It's great. And sometimes things can happen to us, not intentionally, but things can happen to us in such a way, things just sort of slip away from our memory. We forget all about it. Because, you know, there are times you can sit down right now and, and reminisce about some thing that happened to you 20 and 30 years ago that you have forgotten all about. Somebody can trigger something and say something, can trigger something in your mind that cause you to reflect on something that happened to you that was very positive, happened to you years ago. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse, 32, and verse 2. What does it say? You must what? Not some of the things that God has done for you, but remember all the things that God has done for you. And that is so important for us to, to remember. Because many people today, they, you know, they get in trouble, you know, they go to the hospital, they get, in, they get sick, and stuff like that happened to them. And, and no sooner they get well, they forget all about what God had done for them. Remember the ten leopard? How all of a sudden God healed them, and all of a sudden they forgot all about. Why does God want you to remember that? Because there's power in remembering him. There's power in being able to remember the victories that you won over the years by the grace of God. There's power in thinking that what God is able to do. Because when you get into a situation, you can't think God can do it. You got to know God can do it by the grace of God. And guess what? God will do it. And when you think about the people in your life, that um, have done a lot of great things, important things in your life, especially one that you love. You don't forget them. A lot of people have done a lot of crazy things to us, but there are some people in our life, we just can't forget them. We just can't forget them. Well, when it comes to, say, things like your husband, your wife, your significant other, or whoever, the people who have had the most impact on your life there's no way you can forget them. No way you can forget them. You can do a lot of things. You can go through a lot of change or whatever. But at the end of the day, you always remember that person. But think about Jesus. Think about all the great things Jesus has done for us in this life. Think about all the things he has brought you through, had delivered you from over the years that you didn't think you was coming out of. The jobs, the opportunities, the monies, the things that, you know, the prayers that he would answer for you when it came to your family, your kids, your children, even yourself. But guess what? God did it for you. And now people have the tendency to get so busy and get so overwhelmed to the point they ain't got time to think about God now. All that you think about, we, we work from 40 hours a week. But when it comes to Sunday, we can't even give God just one hour. Just one hour of our time. But we love the Lord. We love God. And I'm not saying that we don't love God. But when you love someone, 
you are right there to listen. Because that week, that Sunday, that day, it could be a nugget that you need for that next week. But you won't get it if you're not there. And that's why it's so important to remember God. Over there in the book of, uh, when, it, when it comes to, when we come to Jesus, that's why Jesus, when we do communion, he said, as often you do this, you do it in remembrance of me by the grace of God. Let's go to Psalms, if we will. Remembering God gives us power. You know, you can be sitting there just feeling pretty bad, feeling pretty bad about yourself and about the situation that's going on. But when you begin to focus in and concentrate, get away from all that foolishness and begin to focus in on God, it causes your whole perceptions in life begin to change. Things start changing for you. You start looking at things different. You start thinking about things different. Everything starts changing for you. Because guess what? Thinking about remembering God gives you power. Over there in the book of Psalms, look at Psalm 143 and verse 5. Look what the psalmist said here. So I remember to think about what? The many things you did in the years gone by. Not that you, what you're doing now. Because if, you, if, 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 if it be told, many of us would not be where we are if God had not delivered us and helped us to be where we are. The jobs and all the good stuff, the good stuff that we're enjoying right now, if God had not delivered us and been there to help us, we would not be, in a, we would not be able to enjoy what we enjoy right now. And that's why it's so important to always remember him and the great things he's done. He said, I remember to think about the many things, not one thing, the many things you did in the years gone by. Remember you got in that situation? You, see, you told yourself, said, man, I was lucky. You weren't lucky. God just took care of you. He just, he just watched over you and protected you from that situation by the grace of God. How many times you walked in, how many times many of us have, have dealt with death, have stared death in the face, and you look back at it and say, man, I don't see where, how, how I got through that. That was God. And that's why it's so important is when it comes to God, I don't care what you're doing, you never can forget him. And then over there and also look in Psalms 1 and verse 77, chapter 77, and verse from verse 11. Yet I could never forget all the miracles, my God, as I remember all of your, all the things that God had done for us. And here's the psalmist that's saying here, all the, all the miracles that God had done for him years ago, he said, guess what? He could not forget them. You know, I, when I was growing up as a child, um, I remember having um, pneumonia. And I remember how God saved me and took care of me at that point. And, you know, and that's still in my mind even today, how God kept me and took care of me. And, and even right now, sometimes you look at yourself, you look at your situation. Because you got to remember, we're not the sharpest tack in the box. If you, haven't, if, you, if you haven't realized that yet. But look at how the great things that God does for you. And other people look at you, man, think you're Einstein. Think, you, think you, you're very smart and you're very intelligent, whatever. No, it's, it's all about God. How many times have you gotten in a situation where you say, you know what? I do not remember, but God helped me to get me through this situation. And how many times God has gotten you through that situation and you had no earthly idea that you was coming out. And when you come out, you were looking like a rose, all fresh, rejuvenated, ready to go by the grace of God. And, and when this happens is, when you begin to do this, it causes you not to forget God. That's why it's so important not to forget God. He said, then he began to remember the deeds of the Lord, all the things that God had done for him. And I think sometime every now and then we need to get away from everybody. And just sit down between God and us and just thank him 
for the many things he's done for us. Remember we used to sing this song back in the Baptist, in the Baptist church. Um, Count your many blessings one by one and you'll be surprised what the Lord has done. It's because, see, sometimes you get so busy. We, we're living in a world now that keeps us busy. Look at your neighbors, they're busy. If it's not stuff at home, it's stuff on the job, there's, there's always something to do. There's always something to fix. There's always something to, to go to. But if you're not careful, these things within itself can push out the things that's really that's important to us in life. And God is the most important thing in our life or whatever. Because guess what? If God is not in it, we don't want to be in it. When we recall the great things that God has done for us by the grace of God. When you look at the scripture, when you look at the scripture, the one scripture in the book of Peter, I want to bring your attention. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 1. There's another good scripture to remember. How to remember God. And the sad thing about it, brothers and sisters, what most people are running from today, it should be what they, what they need to be running to. And that's God. Because of um, all your problems, all your situations in life, you know, I talk to people all the time, you know, they're struggling, they, they're going through a lot of challenges. And, and the thing about it is this. God can only help you if you allow him to help you. He's only going to come into the situation if you bring him into the situation. But if you choose to fight it, if you choose to walk through it, to struggle through it, to cry through it, God will let you do it because that's your choice. But if you cry out to God and say, God, I need your help. And that's what he said, I'm a very present help in the time of trouble. And regardless, even, even just like people that are going to psychiatry, listen to me, there's nothing wrong with going to psychiatrists, they're there to help us. But if they would just learn how to talk to God, take those problems that they're dealing with, those emotional, physiological problems that they're dealing with, if they would just talk to God and let God get involved in the family situation, a lot of that stuff will go away. God can fix it. But guess what? They won't do it. Because society said this is what we need to do. We need to realize that guess what? Society does not have the answer to all our problems. Only person that has the answer to our problem, Jesus, is the answer to every problem you have. I don't care what it is. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how long it is. Jesus is the only one that can fix that problem by the grace of God. Look at 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 1. He said, this is now, my dear friend, the second, the second letter to you and both of them that I have tried to inspire you to what? To you to a sincere and pure way of thinking. A sincere and pure way of thinking. Our minds is all over the place. Our thoughts are all over the place. Because what we do, just like many times we look at Hollywood, and we think Hollywood is the pattern for having relationships. You got to remember, that's a soap opera. They're getting paid to do what they're doing. And that's not the answer you want. If you want real life, if you don't really want real answers, Jesus is the one going to give you real answers. Jesus is the one that's going to help you to be able to, when, when she do wrong or he do wrong, Jesus is the one going to rectify that situation. Not the soap opera. Not going out there and getting me another man that's going to fix my problem. Not going out there and getting me another woman that's going to fix the problem. Because guess what? Tomorrow morning when you wake up, you're still going to have that problem. It's not going to be gone. But what the Lord does is forever. And that's why Paul said, look, I want to stir up, inspire you to sincere and pure way of thinking. Getting God involved in everything that you do. I don't care what it is. Even when it comes to kids and it comes to a little small matter, buying stuff or whatever. Will you be surprised how many times 
You could be driving in a parking lot. You ask God, say, God, I need to park. How many have ever done that? And guess what happened? You find you a close park. But see, again, these are simple things that God is involved in. Now, only big things and everything. God, I really don't know what to cook for dinner. We've had this, we had that, and we had this, that, and the other. I'm not really sure. Holy Ghost, all of a sudden, will give you a thought. And when you fix that meal, that's one of the best meals everybody have eaten. How did that happen? God was involved in it. He didn't want to fix it. He didn't want to give you an idea. And what happened was, not only did he give you the idea, but you took the initiative to act upon what he gave you. Don't do no good to just to listen to it. But you need to apply what he's telling you to do. Shut your mouth. Stop arguing. Leave this alone. Just go on about your business. What we do, I got to say my last word. You got to hear this. And that's what they don't need to hear. Now you got to ask God to forgive you. Now you're feeling guilty. Now you're going through a lot of stuff. And the thing about words, you cannot pull them back. They're like a bullet. Once you release them, they're gone. That's why it's good to keep, you heard saying people say, well, it's good to keep your tongue between your teeth. To speak twice. To listen twice as much as you speak by the grace of God. And see, the thing about God is this. All the things that you're trying to control, that you're trying to manage in your life, God can help you manage it. Even when people say, well, you know, I, I need to, uh, I, I can't manage my finances, whatever. Listen to me. God can help you manage your finances. He can help you get out those bills. He can help you fix that situation with, with the bosses and all those other people if you allow him to do it. And that's why I say when remembering God, it gives you power by the grace of God. Then let's go to Psalm 63 and verse 6. 63 and verse 6. I tell you, God is an amazing God. Is he good? Remembering God gives you what? Gives you power. Gives you power. Gives you power. It gives you power. And you know, when God gives you power, he don't just give you power just to be a wimp. It gives you power to be strong and be healthy and be victorious by the grace of God. Did I give you guys wrong scripture? I might have. I did. I did. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 17 and verse 10. I gave you wrong scripture. And, and the thing about it is, most of the time when it comes to dealing with ourselves and our own personal problems, many times we realize is when the situation is totally out of control. Have you ever thought about that? When things are in control, when we can get control of them, sometimes it's just like an infection where we're waiting to get out of control. Then we go to the doctor to get, to get healed. But the moment you see it, see that problem, that you're dealing with that problem, you can deal with it right then. You don't let it get out of control. You nip it in the bud before it get out of control. And God will give you wisdom on how to do that and show you how to do that by the grace of God. And what happens when we forget God? What happens when we forget God? What happens when we forget God? Look at Isaiah chapter 17 and verse 10 through 11. And I want you to sometime, when you get some time, I want you to meditate on this scripture. This is where America and this is where a lot of people are right here. And this is God. He's saying this. This will what? Happen because what? Then he goes on down there. You have not remembered that God is the place of safety. And, and, and look what it's look what it's saying here. You have brought some, some very good grapevines. People have invested a lot of money in good stuff. But guess what? He said, from far away places, you may plant those grapevines, but 
they will not what? They will not flourish and not grow. And many things that people are doing and they wonder why is not happening because God is not in it. God is not involved in it. They're doing their own thing and they have forgotten God and left God out of the equation. That's why a lot of things when it comes to business and all that good stuff, business can be, very, uh, uh, some of them are very successful, but they can be even more successful if they learn how to trust God, how to put God in, in, in his place. And when you put God in his place, let me tell you, everything's works fine. Everything works well. The dog will go and lay in his place. The cat will get in his corner. And the husband will go and sit in his chair. And you and the wife will be able to have some peace. Are right, you listening to me? When God is involved in it. That's just the way it is. But when, when we forget God, leave God out of the picture. That's why we got a lot of chaos, a lot of confusion. And the Bible said in the book of Corinthians, God is not the author of confusion. God don't bring confusion, chaos, strife, and all the other good stuff. Then you go down to Hosea, Hosea chapter 8, and verse 14 is another good scripture about what happens when we forget God. He said, Isaiah, Isaiah has built, some of God has built great palaces, Judas, has constructed great defenses for her cities, but they have what? Forgotten their maker. You know what amazes me? <laughs> when things start going well with people, they don't want to uh, offend other people. They say, well, um, we talk to the man upstairs. What man upstairs? The only man upstairs is God. God is the one. You never want to get to the point where you just disrespect God. You always want to acknowledge God. If you can't say anything about him, don't say nothing at all. But don't say the man upstairs. Because he's not upstairs. He's in heaven by the grace of God. But these are the things that has happened to people that cause them to forget God. He said, therefore, I will send, send down fire upon those palaces and burn their fortresses. Why? Because God, God is not involved in it. That's why a lot of things are being destroyed. People say, well, God is, is, God is the one doing a lot of crazy stuff. No, God is not doing a lot of crazy stuff. We just left God out of the picture. We're doing it ourselves. And because we're doing it, God letting us do it. He's not going to impose, brothers and sisters. I, 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 know, I know sometimes it seems crazy. People say, well, why don't God do this for me? He gives you a will. He gives you a mouth to speak. And let you do it for yourself. Free will. Why people forget God? Why people forget God? I, I, you know, the Lord gave me some things here I want to share with you why people forget God. Um, number one is rebellion. Why people forget God is rebellion. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. And see, and the danger about that is this. Once you become very good and self-sufficient in doing things, it's very easy to adapt that attitude. I don't, I don't need your help. I don't need you. I can do it myself. And see, when we get to that point, we're treading on dangerous ground. Because now we get into rebellion. And this will happen to a lot of people because guess what? It's not that I can't remember God, not that I can't worship God, not that I can't pray to God, not that I can't read the, the word of God. I just, I'm just not going to do it. Just don't want to. Why? I just don't want to. And I'm not so sure you ever dealt with, uh, with young people that have had that attitude. Well, well son, I just don't, I, mom, I just don't want to. And then you can do. But it boils down to rebellion. But if that's not dealt with early on in life, it can create some problems later on in life. 
Point number two is laziness. Not that I can't do it, just, just don't feel like it. It's not important. I'd rather do this than do that. I'd rather read Newsweek than take five minutes to read a scripture from the Bible. It's more important to me. I need to find out what Newsweek is doing. Newsweek is not going to tell you about tomorrow. They may tell you about tomorrow, but they can't give you no hope for tomorrow. But that word of God can. Just not going to do it. Well, I'm just too tired to do it. I worked all week. I've done all these great things. I'm just too tired. How many times you heard people say, I'm just too tired? We did it to our kids. The kids want us to do certain things or whatever. So, Mom, can you do this? Honey, I'm just too tired. We've all been there. We've all done this. Point number three. When we become, when things, when we become meaningless. To most, when it comes to things of God, God is not important until tragedy happens to many people. He's okay, but he's not that good. When I need him, he's like a spare tire. I need to go to my car and I get him and pull him out. And he needs to be there. And you heard people say many times, you know, going to hospital, I thought sure God was going to do this. You don't have to think that God is going to do it. You can know that God is going to do it by relationship that you have with him. When things become meaningless, what happens is this. The priority of those things goes from top to bottom. It slips. It's no longer a priority anymore. Remember, remember this. Remember this. Remember how it was when many of you first got saved. Man, we was on it. Man, we read the Bible. We prayed. We did all those things. And then all of a sudden, as time began to progress, as we began to know better, began to experience a little bit more things, guess what happened? The priority of those things, what? Shift. We do it. We still do it. But it's not on top priority anymore. That's why when it comes to God, God wants us always to know that he's always there for us by the grace of God. Last point, point number four. Not giving God importance at all. God is not important to people anymore. When... Um, Say things like all the stuff we're dealing with in the world today, with all the churches that we got in the world today. Um, what's wrong with being able to say, you know what? We need to have world prayer if we believe God can do it and call all this stuff together and pray and talk to God. But what happens is we come up with our own solutions own ideas, churches and all, and then we leave God out of it, then we expect God to fix it. God wants to get involved in everything that you involve in, but he cannot do it without you by the grace of God. And that's why it's so important that being able to understand, say, God, you got a plan. You got a great plan here. Now let's go back to 2 Timothy, if you will, 2 Timothy in chapter 1, if you will. We're not going to be much longer. We're going to be ready to wrap it up in a few minutes. Remembering God gives you power. Remember how David was getting ready to go fight Goliath. And all of a sudden, he remembered how that God had given him victory over the lion and the bear. And all of a sudden, David got strength out of nowhere. When you're going back to the book of Timothy, I think it's a, it's a good reminder to us about, about faith. He said in verse, in verse 5, I remember the faith that he had, unfeigned faith. In other words, real faith. You want faith that's going to work, not sometime, but all the time. And 
even though your faith will work, but you can get so caught up and so involved in things to the point where you don't believe your faith will work. And that's what happened to Timothy. He began to feel that his faith was phony. He had phony faith. And he had to be reminded that the same faith that was in his grandmother, that was in his mother, was the same faith that was in him. And that's why it's important many times in us as a believer, and not to the point where we can't think, but we need to be reminded of what God has put inside of us, what he had done for us. And so, and all of a sudden, Paul began to do this. And then he said, I'm persuaded that that same faith is inside of you too. So I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. Which means stir up. That means at some point he had forgotten what God had done for him. Where he brought him from. And sometimes we do the same thing. I mean, the man things, money's are flowing, things are happening, things are going well, everybody's happy, everybody's doing well. It's so easy to forget God. Go over to Deuteronomy, will. We're going to deviate just a minute. Deuteronomy chapter 6, if you will. Then we're going back to Timothy. Hold Timothy where, where you are. We're going back there. Deuteronomy chapter 6, if you will. Things can change you. Look at your neighbor and say, things can change you. Money can change you. People can change you. Only if you allow them to. Only if you allow them to. And when that, do, when that does happen, it can create some problems for you. Lots of them. Go to the sixth chapter in the book of Deuteronomy. Um, and again, look at verse 11 and verse 12. Now, this is God talking to the children of Israel. He said, he said don't forget when things start going well for you. Can things go well for you? Absolutely. I mean, it can tick. And that's what makes it real challenging because a lot of people look at it and say, well, look, I'm not doing this, that, and the other stuff that the people in the church is doing. Guess what? I'm just as happy as they are. They are doing all this stuff, but they look like they're catching hell. So why should I change from what I'm doing and start doing what they're doing? That's a good point. But you got to remember, there's deception there. The deception is to keep you away from God and continue to keep you dependent upon yourself, doing it your way. That's deception. Look what the scripture said in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter, um, chapter 10. He said here, he said, he shall, he, when, when, when the Lord shall have brought thee into a land which he sweareth unto thy father, and to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob, and to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. Houses, what? Full of good things. King James said good things. Full of good things. Which thou what? Fillest not. And then he goes on down, and then, then verse 12 is the key. Verse 12 is the key. He said, then what? Be what? Beware what? Can things and other things get in your way and push God out of the picture? Sure he can. Sure he can. And, and, and the thing about it is this. It don't happen instantly. It happens gradually. You know, being, you know, being a swimmer, I'm always fascinated with inner tubes or whatever. But I like to get out there in the inner tube and get in the water and get caught up in the waves. When you get caught up in the waves, you just go. And you keep your eyes closed about 30 minutes, and you can't swim, you're in deep water. And you know what? When you're moving with those waves, you can't tell you're moving because you're going with the flow. And that's the way life is. You can get so caught up in the flow to the point where you forget about that you're moving. 
or things are changing. Just think about we're almost one month into 2022. What happened to January? It just sort of slipped away. What about all the things we're planning to do one January? Have we got them done? Got to remember, we got one more day. Got the day of tomorrow. Things slowly slips away by the grace of God. And see, what happens is you can get so caught up in what's going on around you and what's going on in your life, it can cause you to forget the very things God has done for you. And this is what's going on with Timothy's life. He forgot. But thank God for look at your neighbor, look at your neighbor, say, thank God for Paul. For Paul has went to Timothy and told him that he was not crazy. He had not lost his mind. But what he needed to do was refocus. Look at your neighbor and say, refocus. And get back in line with God. If God can heal a cold, can heal cancer. Surely he can take care of a cold. As well as COVID-19 and everything else. I know people don't like to hear that, but, but it's true. God is God. Why is God not doing all this good stuff? We're not giving him a chance. He wants to do it. He wants to do it by the grace of God. He loves you. He loves you. And he gets no glory from seeing you sick by the grace of God. He gets none of it. None of it. None of it. That, that, that's not his... That's not his modus operandi. He gets none of it. And what happens is this. When you get so caught up in life, serving God and get away from God, not only changes what's inside of you, it also changes your perspective about what's going on on the outside of you. You're seeing things different. You start thinking things different. And... And you watch people, you talk to people that have sort of slipped away, as we call them, slipped gears. They start talking different because they've gotten away. See, just getting away is just not just getting away, but it changes your dependence upon God and it changes you the way you see God and also your view and opinion about God. And that's why Paul was telling Timothy, look, we got to change this, son. We got to change this. But not only that, but Timothy, but not only that. But not only is it going to do damage just inside of you, externally, but guess what it's going to also do? Go down to verse 6. He said, Wherefore, he said, Wherefore I put in remembrance that I stir up the gift of God, which is in thee, by putting on the hands. And then in verse 7, he said, For God has not given us what? See, when you start to get away from God and getting into all this other stuff, it opens the door for fear. And see, even though Timothy was saved, he knew God and he loved God, but because of his view and because of what was going on inside of him, it, changes, it changed his mind, changed his thought pattern about the things of God, and all of a sudden, fear came in. What you thought you could do, you no longer feel confidence to do it anymore because you don't think you can do it anymore because of fear. And this would happen to a lot of times. People can do much more than they are doing, but because of fear, fear won't let them do it. Because, see, when fear come in, faith walks out. You can't have faith and fear at the same time. They're not going to operate at the same time. And that's why Paul would tell Timothy, look, this fear that you got, God did not give it to you, son. It did not come from him. He has not given you the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind so you can make good decisions if you choose to do it. That's why when it comes to God, 
Remembering God gives you power over life, over circumstances, over situations. Everything you deal with, it gives you life. The benefits of remembering God, it pleases God when you remember him. It makes the impossible possible when you remember God. The benefits of remembering him. What seems impossible can become possible. It does not matter what people say. It does not matter what people think. The Bible said, look at your neighbor, say the Bible. All things are possible to them that believe. Nothing is impossible when it comes to God. And the scripture says, is there anything too hard? The benefits of remembering God, another point of you remember is that it empowers you for victory. It gives you victory. It don't make you crazy. It don't make you cocky, but it gives you boldness. You're not intimidated because you know in whom you believe that God is going to bring you through it by the grace of God. I remember when I was in the military, there was many days we would sit on missions and things we had to do by the grace of God, excuse me, by the grace of God that we had to do. And brothers and sisters, listen to me. John Henderson didn't have a clue, didn't have a clue how to get it done. I was nervous, concerned, and definitely did not want to fail. I said, but God, you got to help me, get, help, help me get through this. And all of a sudden, thoughts started coming. Ideas started coming. And before I realized, what would look like a disaster turned out to be smooth sailing because of God. And God, God always does it for you. Benefits of remembering God is that it gives you faith over fear. Give faith over fear. And last point it was we want to make it, but I'm going to give you three more points I want to share with you as well, too. Um, it gives you peace and a sound mind. That's the benefit of remembering God. I wonder what would happen today if the people that are on drugs that are dealing with alcohol, but turn to God and say, God, I need your peace and I need your help. I wonder what would change in their life. I tell you, they'd be a different person. Be a different person. For many of you didn't, didn't do this, but I, when I grew up, I grew up around a lot of alcohol. And most of the people I knew growing up, a vast majority of them was alcoholics, matter of fact. And we used to make, the, they used to make this stuff, they don't make it too much now because of the, uh, because of the law. Had stuff called moonshine. Anybody ever heard of that? Moonshine. They still make it moonshine. That stuff was so strong, you could pour it on the table and throw a match on in a blaze just like glad gas. But you know, um, I remember as a, as a kid growing up, um, a lot of adults didn't know how or wasn't taught how to deal with personal problems. And so what they did was they used alcohol to basically to sedate them to keep them from, from, to numb them from being able to deal with the actual real problems or whatever. I can't recall the time as a little boy, I used to see the adults, you get that wine bottle and go around the corner, say, you know, I, I need to get a swig of this because I, I don't think I can take it. I don't think I can handle this situation. Because the person that, was, that they were dealing with was a funeral. And that person was a loved one, could have been a mom, could have been a brother, sister, aunt, or close relatives. They couldn't deal with it. So what they did was they used alcohol, alcohol, 
whiskey, beer, wine, whatever, to help them to be able to deal with the problem. But look at your neighbor and say, thank God. We don't have to use alcohol no more. We can talk to Jesus. The peace that passes all understanding is able to keep your heart and your mind. And I can't call how many times been in funerals while people had to deal with this. They didn't know what to do, but the peace of God. And they said, you know what? I just felt so peaceful. They didn't come from alcohol. They didn't come from crack. They didn't come from speed. came from Jesus. <laughs> Only Jesus can do it. What an amazing God we serve. We're getting ready to close in a minute. The power of remembering, of remembering God. The power of remembering God. I made three points here. He said you will always observe spiritual insight when you remember God. You'll always preserve spiritual insight. Always. You will never lose focus. You might get out of focus, but you never lose focus. That's the difference. Things may not always look the same, but guess what? You won't be lost either. You will always remember your spiritual support. You always remember. You never get the people who will help you to get you, to help you to be where you are today. You never look down on people, but you always be looking down to help them, help them get up by the grace of God. Because many of you got friends right now. If you helped them out over the years, done great things for them, they will not even call your phone number. You are forgotten. You are nobody. Because you are not where they are. You're not doing what they're doing. They don't want to be bothered with you. See, remembering God will never let you do that. Never let you do it. And last point is this. You will always have a sound mind. A sound mind by the grace of God. Remembering God always gives you power in this life. You don't walk around with your chest all stuck out and beating your chest like you're Superman or Superwoman or whatever. But you always have a peace and have a smile on your face when trouble comes. Because you know how and where you have come from. By the grace of God, let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for what you're doing. And we thank you for what you've already done for us, Father. And Father, remembering you always give us joy and peace and give us power, God. And regardless of what we do in this life, regardless of what we involve in this life, we never want to get too busy to not always involve you and to forget you, Father. We thank you for this and we praise you. And we give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to do